If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. I almost rented a house in the Hamptons six times, but I always found a reason not to. Was that reason always Bethany Frankel? Ha <laughs> 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from And Just Like That, Season 2, which we're going to be recapping here today. The first two episodes are out on Max. I have a very special guest, the one, the only, Hannah Brown. Not technically the one and only, because there is another Hannah Brown, and I always have to make that extinction when this Hannah Brown is on the show. She's not the woman from the Bachelor universe but she is my friend and a dear one at that. Hannah, how are you? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. I'm thrilled to be back talking SATC. I think at this point you might be our most guested person on Everything I Can. I'm honored. I mean, I'm amongst legends on this show. Yeah, I can't believe I get to be one of them. Your family. Family. Yeah. Family. Uh, They're but- my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's so funny is every time we record, we end up doing a share impression. That's true. And... I love doing the share impressions, but lately I've been listening to Walking in Memphis. You know oh, that song, her, yeah. her cover. Walking in Memphis. Okay. Wait, Hannah. And so in my head, it's been repeating over, you know, when you get it in your head, yeah. you can't get it out. I keep saying Memphis the way Cher does, because I've never noticed this before, but obviously she's got the Cher accent, but I was yeah. listening to it the other day and she says like, Memphis. You listen to the song, like, walking in Memphis. Like, it's the weirdest way to say Memphis, and I'm obsessed with it. But her saying Memphis in my head just, like, keeps going over and over and over. Memphis. Like, so, she- would you say Cher saying Memphis is, has fully eclipsed, isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible? It's Paula terrible. <laughs> it's yes, terrible. Isn't that terrible? I was looking up a movie last night. I was looking up a Nicholas Sparks movie that I thought was called Forever Your Girl. So, I set it into my Apple Remote. I'm like, Forever your girl and it just shows up with an episode of what's that paula abdul show the reality show she did oh hey paula yeah it's just an episode of hey paula oh comes God. up and i was like not what i meant but appreciate but it hey paula is the best yeah it is i mean really paula abdul's whole discography is amazing like that the whole 90s cold-hearted snake is like fantastic i mean tony and tina's wedding let's talk about oh it. yeah we were yeah. both in a, 
a dinner theater show called Tony and Tina's Wedding. <laughs> it's sad we weren't in it together. That was like our sliding doors going at the Paltrow moment. I know. I, which I don't even think it exists in Chicago anymore. I don't Tony think so. Tony and Tina's Wedding. It had a decent it? run, though. Yeah. I yeah. ate so much pasta during that whole run. Same. And uh, a lot of sausage. There's a line in Paula's Cold Hearted Snake, something about trick-or-treating. All the words uh, a candy store. All the words a candy store. He's, He's been, been trick or treating. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've been in my holiday, uh, Halloween mode lately. You have? Yeah. Been hearing a lot about summer ween these days. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? Uh, is it like Halloween in the summer? Yeah. And like, like Christmas in July, but summer ween. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm totally on board because I text you TikToks all the time of Halloween. That's all my feed lately. Yeah. We exchange so. a lot of like, cozy autumnal tiktok content where we're like oh i wish i were in this cozy cabin on a rainy day like with a fire reading a book i know or like oh this apartment looks like a nora efron apartment you should look at it i'm obsessed with cozy tiktok yeah, me content. Too. there's a lot of them that are just like people in front of a window where it's raining Ugh. and i'm just in heaven nothing even happens in the tiktok it's just sort of like a basically like a still image with like a book and a candle yes. and rain happening. Cup of tea. And I just get lost. Have a little weed, watch the tick, and I will Ugh. just stare at it for hours. And it's just, uh, that's my happy place. Oh my gosh. During the pandemic, I got People into- are already turning this off. Like, <laughs> you guys are not talking about sex in the city. <laughs> Buckle up, buttercups. This yeah, is what yeah. Happens. Sit tight, little bear. Um, I, I, during the pandemic, got into, uh, well, I, I was trying to get into like YouTube coffee shops like youtube cafes like it's called like like i think like an ambient room and you go on youtube and you look up like medieval like bar or like coffee shop and like it's like rainy coffee shop is one of the ambient rooms and you just put it up on your screen and it just made me more depressed because i'm like but i want to be in a real rainy coffee shop not an ambient room on youtube but also like not a real one because we've had a lot of rain here in california that's true it got really dark it got out of hand yeah yeah Yeah. um hannah and just like that speaking of cozy content this is cozy content to me Mm -hmm. Because I unapologetically like love the show. And even when I'm hating it, I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. So that's the disclaimer up front is that even when I think it's really bad, I love it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm having the best time. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the few water cooler shows still on television. Yeah. And some of it is so fucking absurd. And I love it when it's more, the more absurd, the better. And then I think when it's like not absurd, it's enjoyable in just like an authentic way. Yeah. Yeah. Sense? I love seeing Miranda slip sliding her way out of a sensory deprivation <laughs> tank. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck the new me. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> Everything about the Miranda. It's shocking to me that they decided to lean into Che Diaz after. Shocking. The uproar that was season one, that basically unanimously, I think the world agreed we do not want more Che Diaz. No one. You know what they said? We're giving you more Che Diaz. We're literally going to follow Che Diaz to a new city. We're leaving Lady New York. Yeah. And we are bringing Che Diaz and a camera crew to film Que Pasa or Che Pasa. (laughs) And we're giving you a backstory about Che Diaz where Che Diaz is very self-conscious in their body. And we're giving you Che Diaz's boss, played by a Chicago actor and comic Abby McKinney, I think her name, her there. I'm sorry if I got their pronouns wrong, um, is in it. And uh, yeah, we're getting more Che Diaz content than ever. And a little Tony Danza too, which I love my sexual awakening. And did you know, you know, Tony Danza really reminded us many times over that he is in fact not Mexican. What did it, what was the name of his fan base that they said in the show? The Dan's Alliance. Dan's Alliance. <laughs>
You know what's so funny about the Chaitias is that it, when I think of television history, there's been so many times where there's been characters we don't like. Like I always think of the OC. Remember Oliver? Did yes. you watch those? Oh, okay. yes. Oliver from Phantom of the Megaplex on Disney Channel. So, Oh, there you go. Yes. So usually, though, in the history of television, you have these characters. Most recently, Abbott Elementary had this teacher that was really not well received. And she was an actress. I, I don't know her name, but she had been on Curb Your Enthusiasm. It was so funny. But then mm-hmm. when they brought her on Abbott Elementary at the beginning of this most recent season, it wasn't working. And then they Mm -hmm. changed course halfway through. And then that teacher was nowhere to be found, really. Like, we never saw her. They didn't even tell you. She was just gone. Uh, Like, they were really leaning into her for a a few episodes. But then I imagine the network saw the reaction or the network decided, like, oh, nobody likes this character. Yeah. But when it comes to it, and just like that, it's so crazy to me. And I guess because the property and the franchise is so huge that the network's like, you guys do whatever you want. Like, Mm -hmm. it's Whatever you're doing is working. But it's crazy to me that they were like, let's lean in even further, yeah. further, farther to Che Diaz. <laughs> no, they maybe they're like, um, like reverse psychologying us where they're like, okay, we know you hate Che Diaz. However, as a nation, you're going to watch more and talk more if we, mm. if we expand the Che Diaz storyline, because we unite as a nation over our dislike for Che Diaz. I suppose what you're saying is they're playing chess while we're playing checkers. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Correct. You know, I love Sarah Ramirez. I'm a Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. early watcher. And so it is a, it's not like I just want to not like Che Diaz. No. And I, I think like it's impossible to, in a lot of ways too, like Che Diaz, because if you've been a long time viewer of the show, they conditioned us to want the happy ending with Steve. Yes. Right? Like, so I, I think that's ultimately what they wanted. We spent years as an audience watching sex in the city saying are Miranda and Steve right for each other. Right. And then the whole first movie, Miranda's entire storyline was answering that question. And by the end of it, they were giving us that definitive answer of yes, they are in, they are end game. They are the happy ending. Yes. Then in the second movie, they said, yeah, we gave her the happy ending, Miranda. And look at this is what happens after the happy ending. And her big thing in the storyline in the second movie was like balancing work and stuff. But it was like, we already settled the question that we had for the entire run of the series of like, is Steve the one for Miranda? Yes. And so then to come back and be like, oh, yeah, just kidding. Like, even though we gave you that answer and we literally spent so many hours uh, having you figure this mystery out and now we're just discarding Steve. And so it's like, I think th- there's no way the audience wouldn't want to or wouldn't like, wait, how am I saying that? Th- that the audience would embrace Che Diaz. Right. Yeah. And that's not, yeah, that's not Che Diaz's fault. I, I view and just like that as sort of like, uh, a fucked up again let's bring it back like Gwyneth Paltrow sliding doors like fever dream of a show in my mind none of this is real it's like, like the we, episode of Felicity where like you think Noel is dead and he's actually he ends up not being dead it's just an alternate universe where he dies in a fire like this isn't real to me I woke up in the middle of the night last night and I was like okay I'm recording with Dan in the morning and I was like I can't fucking believe they killed off big and like fuck Chris Noth. I don't think he's a good person. I'm sad that the character of Mr. Big is no longer on the show. I think it's absolutely unhinged oh. that they killed him off. See, I feel the opposite about it. I was happy that they killed him off. Oh, great. Okay. Cause I didn't like, I didn't like big. I didn't like big. Yeah. I, I'm excited for Aiden. Did you ever go to, I know I can't wait. Did you ever go to like a, a big locks or like a discount store when mm-hmm. you were a kid and they have toys? So 
like, like if they had a frozen toy, they would have like the knockoff version of it. So it'd be yes. like, not Elsa. It'd be like, it'd be like ice princess, Elsa, like with yeah. an A. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mamphouse. <laughs> Mamphouse. It's like Elsa, A-L-S-A, <laughs> and it's like a, a bizarro version of Elsa. Yeah, and, and I, her face is like kind of Uncanny Valley, like fucked up, yeah. It almost is like that's what you're describing and just like that yes. in comparison to Sex and the City. It's, it's like, like Coraline. It's like it's the same people with button eyes, you know what I mean? Oh my God, Coraline was so fucked up. There's a, I'm in Coraline TikTok. There's a lot of Coraline. T- and I've only seen the movie once, but I loved the book. It's like a stop motion. I love the book too. The and the, that uh, author is one of my all-time favorite authors. He's so good. Did you ever read the Graveyard Book? No. It's sort of Coraline S. <gasps> yeah. It's Adding spooky. I mean, yes, it's a good spooky season. I'm saying, yeah, should I read it this summer ween? Yeah, I you yeah. know, I just started um uh my best friend's exorcism or what's I don't even know what it's called. My Is it a movie? It's a book. book. But it's like a th- it's sort of a scary spooky. I just started it. Anyway, I don't think I even got the name right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, people figure it out. Google it. Yeah, Google figure it, it out. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, yeah, that's kind of I think what you're explaining is like this is a bizarro version of it sex in the city yeah but it's hard to take on now that said i do think these two episodes incorporated the other characters better than the first season Mm -hmm. however it's still not quite gelling there for me i love sema love like i'm here for sema like show me all the sema scenes i feel like it's just it feels a little effortless with sema do you think yeah i think she's like aspirational and cool and funny and She's fucking that hot French guy from Emily in Paris. Um, he's so incredibly attractive to me. And yeah, Do I think she, the Kardashians. No. Was he on the Kardashians? No, but there was just this other hot guy from a Netflix show on the Kardashians <gasps> this week. Michelle something from that 365 days show. Oh, you know wait, wasn't about? that movie like canceled or something? Because people were like, it's like. I have no idea. He was just on Kardashian. They were like, oh, he's on this Netflix show. And they were trying to set him up with Chloe. He was just very hot. Oh, my gosh. Did he have a blouse on on the show? He did on the on Kardashians. Yes. But I think on his show, he's maybe like naked a lot. Okay. And I'm pretty sure full circle moment when I interviewed Teresa Giudice from Jersey, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I'd have to go back and listen. But I think that was who she said was like her sexiest man alive. Like he's beautiful. He's tall, gorgeous, uh, just a beautiful man. Uh, anyway, I don't know why we got there. Remember when we had that one male crush that we kept sending his content back and forth, and now he's like married with a oh baby, and we Matthew Noska, he's Noska ho- Noska or something. Yeah, he's like the hottest male model. He's so hot. He's in the new Jennifer Lawrence movie. Shut up! I, I follow him, and he was at the premiere. Oh and my I god! Take that top off. I better not see the blouse. And he's on. married to Inanna, and they have like a beautiful child together. They're just like too pretty. They're, I know, they're I still too follow hot. And I'm like, you're just too pretty. I think I had to unfollow because it was just like tough for me right uh what do you make of the uh, i've talked on everything iconic about samantha coming back for this cameo what do you make they've been it's been in the press and obviously kim cattrall has announced uh what was going on what do you make of it i think it's so slay the way she's doing this first of all i love the pettiness of her netflix show glamorous coming out on the exact same day right which i will be watching this evening um and i also just love that she's like okay so here's the deal i'll come back on your little show but I'm going to shoot for maybe like two hours. I'm going to make a ridiculous. Yes, exactly. A ridiculous figure. Okay. It's going to be away from everyone. I'm not even going to talk to anyone else. And then I'm going to leave. I guarantee she got some sort of, that was a big rumor when uh, they were thinking about doing the third movie. The rumor was that she wanted a development deal with HBO and to develop something on her own. So she's like, I'll do it. If you give me these things, 
things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I would bet my bottom dollar that they, it was not just a huge paycheck, not just uh, these terms of like, I'll give you an hour. <laughs> and like, yeah. I'm not even using your costume or yeah. I'm using Pat. And they brought Pat Fields back. Just for her. Just for that scene. And not filming with nobody else. I bet you they also gave her development deal and a shitload of money. It like makes me horny thinking about like that level of like business acumen and like leverage that she had. It's incredible. I I, only hope. I also have this theory. Do you follow any of like the David Zaslav stuff? I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, but he's Mm -hmm. the one who runs uh, Warner Brothers Discovery now. Okay. And people like in the industry, a lot of people don't like the way he's like running everything. And I have this like crazy conspiracy theory that like he was like, I'm making all these crazy decisions that are making people upset. Like he's, uh, people are rumored, uh, he's rumored to be like removing TCM, Turner Classic Movies, mm. which like people are so passionate about. Yeah. And like he's been canceling things like the Batgirl movie and like just really doing a lot of things that make people upset. So I have this theory that he was like, okay, I need to get back in good graces with people. And what's the best way to do that is like get Kim Cattrall in for a cameo. It's true. <laughs> like I just imagine like we have to figure something out. What are people going to like me for? And that's a quick, easy way. And yeah. so I feel like that, he was the one who was probably like, okay, we got to get Kim back. What do we got to give her? Pay her everything. Give her the money. Yeah. 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 Ugh, I love it. I know. I'm happy. I'm excited for it. But I know it's just going to be disappointing because it'll be like 10 seconds. It is. But I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the whole show is disappointing. But I also appreciate that you view it as like a comfort show. Do you think that ABC would give Che Diaz a show called Che Pasa? Which, by the way, why don't they just call it Che <laughs> It needs to be Chay Pasa. Chay Pasa is the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, like, I don't know if we've all unpacked that quite yet, but Chay Pasa is the craziest thing that's ever been on television. The, of all just time. those two words together is fucking nuts. It's a fever dream. Yeah. And the idea that like ABC would just be like, here, a sitcom, uh, Chay Diaz, uh, it's crazy. Here you go. And not to, and I say this is someone who like wants older content on TV, but. I just don't see a world that's happening right now where ABC is giving a 46 or 47 year old uh, comedian their own show. It's barely, nobody's getting their own show anymore. No. But especially, I just, and I, I don't mean that as me ageist. I just mean that as the studios. Like, how many times are we tuning into ABC and seeing uh, I think, that? It's I not think, the 90s. And in the 90s, they were doing it for like young comedians. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if culturally we were in a moment of like, Vintage Bravo, like my life on the D list era, like mm-hmm. origin, o- original queer eye, original queer <laughs> eye, <laughs> original queer eye era. I could see Che Diaz having like a reality TV show in that like realm of like their mm. life, like navigating LA as as a comic of a certain age, like with that Miranda. show with Miranda in tow. And there would be like a scene where like you know they they go to some like diner in LA and like Miranda like has indigestion and Che's like you know waiting outside mm-hmm. the bathroom for Miranda you know those like I'd watch that you know this scene where like Jessica Simpson and Casey get like LASIK and they're like at lunch together like at the Red Robin <laughs> yes that's the kind of scene that I would want with like Che Diaz and Miranda in Che Diaz's reality show called yeah. Che Pasa yeah they're just like at Buffalo Wild Wings and yes. Miranda's like where am I <laughs> yeah Miranda like has to shit yeah I love that idea <laughs> Uh, also, we use the term comedian loosely because we did see a little of Che Diaz's comedy this set. This was rough. And we should talk about this for a while because closing joke was about Uber, about taking an Uber from the living room to the bedroom. And it was like, that's the closer. And everyone in the audience like... And then Che Diaz moves laugh. the mic stand and goes, and that's my time. That's Thank my you time. so much, everyone. That's my time. <laughs> 
I had to take an Uber from my bedroom to the living room. <laughs> like it was the most aggressive. Those extras on set, they deserve a higher pay scale for the day because they had to really act. They really did. Re- they, that was like an uh, rupture of applause. You can't walk anywhere around here. You can't walk. <laughs> take an Uber from my living room to the bedroom. <laughs> also... If you watch Sex in the City, like seeing Miranda in a comedy club was shocking to me because there was a whole episode in the original Sex in the City where Miranda's like feuding with the comedian. Yes. And so now to see Miranda just I don't believe Miranda would want to be in a comedy club. No, right? and and if she was in a comedy club, she would be aggressively wasted. The way and that's judging. the only way Yes, yeah. that's the yeah. only way I can handle a comedy club. Right. I have to be drunk and heckling. I know. <laughs> you know, Matt really hates comedy. Yeah. <laughs> And I get that. Matt is like very anti. I used to make Matt go to like improv shows and stand up when I would do it. And he always like despised it. Yeah. Like he, wait, by the way, wait, he brought this up. And I'm sure I've told you this before, but Jay was performing at the comedy store and I did my infamous stand up show. I did a show uh, a night called She's Funny with a Z at the comedy store. <laughs> and so I was just imagining like, what if I was on the bill with Che Diaz? Like, <gasps> I mean, wild. Only. I was just imagining a, a, a sliding your doors universe of my own where it's like yeah. me and Che were performing together at the comedy store. But Matt hates comedy comedians and stuff like that because there's you have to wade through so much bad yes. stuff to get to like a fun thing. To laugh for five seconds. And sometimes like stand up, it's really kind of forced a lot of times. Like yeah. it uh, really is an art form to make it seem more conversational. Mm-hmm. But there's something so cringe about just, I don't know, that closing joke. Comedy club culture is really tough. It's wild. And yeah, I mean, Matt's probably like really trying to not be like those those underpaid extras in and just like that. And he has no poker face. Like, you know, I mean, like, yeah, he's it's not even resting bitch face. It's like if he's just cannot control if he's disgusted by something, like it's just going to show on his face. Like, sometimes we'll be talking and I've told him this before, too. I'm like, you need to show some other kinds of emotion when you're talking to people. Because I feel like people think that he's got, he's being rude or something, but it's just that he's just like not, if somebody's like telling a story he's not interested, he'll just like not be able to show interest. I love that. In his face. And sometimes I'm like, Matt, like you're coming across as rude. (laughs) He doesn't get it. He does like comedy, just not like the forced. Funny comedy. comedy. That's, that's That's the difference. (laughs) Am I right? Ladies, am I right? Ladies, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) I need the banoptsh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I I loved seeing. I would love to see like a full stand up set from J Diaz. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to know. Like, get me in that headspace. Let Let me see this whole thing unfold so that I can fully judge. We saw some bits last season. Yeah. Like, but it was like that weird sort of Hannah Gatsby, like inspirational. Yeah, Nanette vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And after what we saw last season, like, is was ABC really coming and knocking on Che Diaz's door after seeing what we saw? Uh, the other thing, Hannah too, Gatsby, don't even got an ABC show. True, and and you know what, Hannah Gatsby should. Yeah, let's I, talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay, okay. Man for um, I wonder if after this season of Just Like That, HBO is going to like triple down on the Che Diaz content and have a meta moment where Che Diaz has a Max stand-up special. <gasps> wow. I don't have that on the soundboard at the moment. No, I do have this. Honey, they don't call it a job for nothing. Honey, they don't call it a job for nothing. (laughs) Samantha, I miss her. I miss her. Um, Shall we talk about Charlotte? 
Yeah. Let's discuss Charlotte. Now, what are you making of Charlotte and Harry? And I think we're getting more Harry this season. We got very little Harry last year. Yeah. But now we're getting a lot. It seems like Anthony's fully integrated into Charlotte's life. Like we're seeing uh, them two together and Anthony's there, um, you know, in the more at the house a lot. What do you make of them? You know, I love watching Charlotte and Harry interact. I always have. I always will. Anthony's fun. I don't really care about like Charlotte's kids storylines. Like I know that's part of Charlotte's life. So like there has to be some development there, but like I'm not interested in like the Lily and Rose show. Right. Like Lily's like little Billie Eilish moment. Like I don't care. I would so much rather them explore over the course, like individual episodes, not a full season arc, but, and I've been saying this on the pot. I recapped the original sex and city on the Patreon page for everything iconic, but I really think that they should explore like the, the gals parents and family lives and like Charlotte, Miranda and Carrie meaning like, mm-hmm. I want to know their parents and stuff. They've mm-hmm. never explored that. And I've heard Michael Patrick King say, or somebody within production say, because it's a show about friendship, obviously like we're exploring the friendships, but then when I'm seeing that we're exploring like Charlotte's kids, it's like, well, okay. I want to know like a little bit about their upbringing. Yeah. Like I, we've never learned anything about that. Like what made these people into the people that we first met in season one of sex in the city. Right. And and there's, I think we had that one episode where Miranda's mom died or something. Yeah. It's been so, so sorely or um, minusculely explored. And I'm like, now that we haven't just like that, I would like to know that stuff. That's true. We have more like runway for those kinds of like nuances to the story. Yeah. I don't know if I care about the kids though. No, I want to know like, why is Charlotte so type a and, perfectionist and like, right. is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. Perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you, uh, Charlotte's, um, what do you make of all their looks? I suppose I should say I, that's another complaint I've had about the original, um, mm. season one of it. And just like that, like I didn't love the outfits. I thought Pat was like sorely missing. Yeah. Nothing really like blew me away. And this whole first episode is about like this Met Gala thing. Yes. And, uh, they all got invited inexplicably. They all got invited to the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. They were also so fucking rude to Anthony about the Met Gala thing. Like, did you not feel like that was crazy? It was crazy. <laughs> Anthony should have been there. That's some uncanny Valley shit because it was like, they just kept calling and be like, you're not invited anymore. Yeah. I don't know. And he was like, ah, man. And I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> it felt like a very, I don't know if I was just offended, like as a gay person, because that, that's how it was. That's how I felt. Where it was like, oh, my husband's coming now. And it's like, well, you invited your best friend. Literally. It's like, now you're discarding him because your husband, I don't know. Just- because Harry feels like wearing, you know, a top hat. I know. Get out of here. Harry's like definitely in some sort of like CBS sitcom. Like everybody else is in this HBO dramedy. Yes. And I feel like Harry is just doing according to Jim. That's so true. <laughs> Mike and Molly. He is just like on a separate thing, do, coming in with these jokes and stuff. You know, in LA acting classes when they're like, I just want to make sure we're all like in genre with this piece, like with this scene. And like, I've had teachers like adjust. I'm like, okay, so you're acting. Yeah. Right now it's, it's reading a little sitcom-y. We need to take it to a place right. of Hulu or whatever. And yeah, I don't think Harry got the note. My note was always in acting classes like you're doing disney channel (laughs) you're like well maybe i should book some disney channel then i had an improv teacher tell me once like i was smiling too much (laughs) and i was like but i'm having fun like but every character would be on stage just with like a big smile and i was like but i'm having a good time like let's have fun in here and like you know especially in your early 20s and stuff like that everyone else would come in and like want to do these dramatic bits especially when you get the an improv there is either like the really sticky people who come in with their like stand up jokes or those people who like want to somehow make it an artsy, like dramatic scene. Mm-hmm. 
and I was just coming in like a smile on my face. Like somebody would try to make the scene something dramatic and I'd be like, Oh my God, let's have some fun girl. <laughs> you would go full Valerie cherish like climbing the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I was just having a good time. Yeah. Uh, the Met thing though, I didn't, it was such a stretch for me that they would all be going to this event, but I was willing to kind of like let the fairy tale wash over me. Mm-hmm. But then we never got the Met Gala. We didn't even get to see it. All we saw was Harry, Harry, Carrie, <laughs> Carrie pull can. out the bird oh. and repurpose her Vivian Westwood. I wish we were watching Harry, Carrie pull out a bird. <laughs> I mean, that's what we needed. <laughs> that is really what we needed. The, I was thrilled to see that dress. I liked the callback of that mm-hmm. because I thought that dress was amazing from the very first movie that she wore the wedding dress. And uh, I like, I want a callback, especially they've been saying it's like the 25th anniversary of Sex and the City. So like, give me the fashion callbacks and stuff. Yes. But the other problem is it just makes me realize like, I don't love the costuming in present day. And I'm not fashionista. Like, what the fuck do I know? But I just am not getting the wow factor from the, L, what's her name? LTW or what's Charlotte's, um, the mom oh, at Charlotte's. Oh, Lisa, Lisa yeah. Todd. She had that dress at the end when she was going to the Met Gala that I love. And she was like, I can't see, but like who needs to see? And there was like this beautiful shot of her walking across oh, the street. Like, and I like her it, husband was like tangled up in the fabric. That, that was a beautiful that shot. That was like a good shot. Yeah. But there's a lot of like uh, just clothes that I'm just like, oh, I'm not really into it. But I maybe know. with time I'll look back on it and be like, oh, that was better than I think. Am I being too critical? No, I think it's hard because like Pat made like it just the original series has such a specific aesthetic and the costumes are like a character on the show. Mm. So when you feel like the costumes and the characters aren't living up to the original, it's kind of like, yeah, I can love it even because it's bad, but it's like not scratching that like fashion itch that sex in the city is supposed to scratch and all that fucking build up to the Met Gala. And then we never got the Met Gala. I was like, show us some. And obviously it probably was not easy to film at the Met Gala. Yeah, But the Gossip Girl reboot got a Met Gala scene. So did, uh, didn't oceans eight or whatever that was. We got, Lots of fake Met Gala scenes. Yeah, we can do it. We, we can, can do it. it. If For we Sex got a, in the City. If we got all that fucking money to drive up to Kim Cattrall's house. Come on. We could figure it out. Come on. Uh, Hannah, we have to take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and discuss more, because I have other thoughts. Uh, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And I'm going on tour. Go to everythingiconic.com for tour dates in October. Nashville, uh, D.C., San Francisco. There's still tickets available. So come see me in Cleveland, too. Cleveland's going to be kicking it off in late October. I cannot wait. So get tickets at everythingiconic.com. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. 
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. And we're back. I curse the day you were born. All right, Hannah. So we did lose big last season and mm-hmm. Stanford went away. We did get a quick little update about Stanford, which I was happy. She, he's, I think Carrie said she sent something. He sent something from where he was mm-hmm. to Carrie, which was nice. But, you know, I wish we got, you know, so I don't know sad. what what are they going to, are they just going to keep Stanford gone forever? far away? They have to. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. I know. See, it's all these things that it's like, I get what they're doing. But some of these things should maybe be a sign that we shouldn't do the show. Right. Right. You know, like, we don't have the full cast. It's a little... I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I love it. I love watching it. I don't even want to say that. But maybe... <laughs> but, you know... Maybe... Yeah. Maybe we could think through some of the way we're handling some of these things. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So you wanted to talk about Carrie's cooking skills. Yes. So we find out that Carrie's um, co-worker, producer, hot man, hot man she's sleeping with. He's gorgeous. He's so hot. Yeah. Um, that he just walks. Wait, they should have shown us. <laughs> this is gross. They should have shown us more dick. Like, you know you what? Know, and now we said it. It's now we said it. It's sex in the city. They showed us a little dick last season. Like, give us a little more. We have Miranda Do giving us girls. her full bod time and time again. Right. Let's go, girls. Let's go, girls. Give us dick. Give us dick. <laughs> um, Franklin just wants to watch. He watches cooking shows, but he doesn't cook, which I cannot watch cooking shows because I get hungry and upset. Oh, interesting. Part of why I'm not caught up on the bear because I get so hungry. I'm like, I can't get an, an Italian beef in L.A. I like, know. I want to watch the bear, too. But being from Chicago, or I, like spending I get time, so it's, hungry. Yeah, it's hard to watch. And we find out that Carrie, the only thing she can make is, and I quote, little piece of salmon. It's just so scary. So quaint. Yeah, that the only thing she can make is a little piece of salmon. And I'm like, oh, eye roll. It's just so scary. I'm noticing in rewatching the original series, it's like how many times they use that bit about her putting clothes in the oven. It's like enough. She did it again in, I think, the <laughs> second episode. She's like, and as it turns out, there's more you can use an oven for than storage. It's like, we know. They landed on that <laughs> joke in 1998 and they were like, this is the funniest fucking thing ever. <laughs> it's so quirky and whimsical and endearing. <laughs> they were like, we're going to be using it for 40 years yeah we're gonna be saying the same thing Mm -hmm. over and over and over again about how i use the stove or the oven for clothes it's like we need to retire that and what i want to know is logistically speaking when she makes her little piece of salmon how long does she wait between putting her sweaters back in because you don't want them sweaters smelling like salmon oh wait uh, this might be a really dumb question because i don't eat salmon Mm -hmm. uh 
Do you cook it in the oven? Or? I bake mine. You, you bake can it. also okay. make it in a pan, but I like baking mine. I wonder how she does hers. Uh, maybe she doesn't bake it. Maybe she, she's a pan girl. She poached that egg. She did. Do you? I was wondering, do you feel like it, it goes against the Carrie, having her develop this interest in cooking, does it go against the character or is it just showing another side that she's evolving? Mm, I guess you could argue that she's evolving, but like, do I need to see her learn to cook? Not really. Right. I, I just, I, it's kind of like, what you've lived your life this way for how many years and what would possess you at the age of like 50 something to be like, I'm going to learn how to poach an egg. You know, so Julie and Julia. Totally. One of the things I feel very passionately about, about the movies that I love, like the rom-com universes, the Mm. Nancy Myers, the Nora Ephron's like they do food porn so well. And I always say like romantic comedies, that's the most important thing. Like anytime they're eating, the food needs to look delicious. Doesn't matter what it is yes. or if it's in passing or sort of in the background or whatever. It needs to look like amazing. And because sex or and just like that is supposed to be this fantastical series that really is women and gay men are watching it. Mm-hmm. I really think they need the food to look amazing. Yes. And so if we're gonna see the poached egg, which we saw, it was fine. It looked good, fine. But I think like let's lean in and just like make that fucking look like the best fucking poached egg. Like yeah. I, the audience should want to be watching it. This is a rom-com rule. You should want to immediately eat the poached egg after you watch it. Just yes. like when you watch it, it's complicated. You want them croissants. Yes. You want that roast chicken. Do you remember the episode of Roni where Ramona's eating roast chicken at the Berkshires at Bluestone Manor? And she goes, Oh, Dorinda, it's so succulent. So juicy. Mm, so delicious. And she's like, she just got in a fight with Dorinda or something. And she's over the top talking about how succulent the roast chicken is. Oh, I miss them. I want Dorinda's roast chicken so badly yeah, have you had it in real life no but i slept at dorinda's house right. in bluestone manor and she made this like um layered potato Ugh. like it was like have you seen them on they're kind of a thing online but it's this version of making a t- potato where you slice it so thin and you keep layering is it kind uh, of like potatoes. potatoes au gratin almost but like fancier um yeah i i guess so yeah you i don't even know i think she baked it and then finished it but it like sits it soaks for like ever the Ugh. thinnest things and it was so fucking good it was so good she's like a, a good cook Ugh. and len was there too cooking and like len was giving oh my god amazing see dorinda understands she was giving you the rom-com experience i with saw those potatoes. i saw the new roni how do I play the scary sound effect? <laughs> I know you played the Bethany moment already. <gasps> yes, we have to discuss this. We have to discuss it. I did something that I don't know what possessed me to go to her like Rewives podcast, but I saw that Leslie Bibb was on, and I love Leslie Bibb. Loved her since Ryan Murphy's popular in like 1999. And she was on as Bethany's guest to discuss the episode Ship Happens in Cartagena. How was it? And Leslie Bibb was lovely and gracious. The way Bethany like steamrolled over Leslie Bibb talked about herself. Like they were talking about like drinking and she's like, and I have this new, I have this new rosé and it's amazing. It's called forever young. It's amazing. And like, da, da, da. and I was just like, you're so fucking insufferable. And then the best part is, um, Leslie Bibb goes, Oh, and you know, Sam, cause she's been with Sam Rockwell for like 16 years. She's like, and Sam might come out of the, the bathroom, you know, while we're recording. And Bethany's like, wow, was he going to have clothes on or something? And then he comes out and Bethany's like, Oh, it's disappointing that you have clothes on. Well, no, you know, because she set it up because she made a joke that was like, Sam might come out of the bathroom. Da, da, da. Oh, and then Bethany God. looks at Sam Rockwell and goes, Oh, wait, I know you big actor. Yeah. And then she goes, do you know me? And Sam Rockwell's like, have you interviewed me before? And Leslie Bibb's like, nope, she hasn't. Nope. And it was so uncomfortable. Oh and so God. Bethany, the way she navigated it. She's like, no, no, I don't do research on anyone. I don't do research on anyone. I'm like, how She's do like you? so proud of that. 
Like, how do you not know that Leslie Bibb and Sam Rockwell have been like a power couple for like 16 years? Like, get the I fuck love out. that you're a Leslie Bibb stan. Like, I, it's so, so niche. random. I love her. Uh, I find Bethany's presence super stressful. Oh, yeah. I'm scared. To, have you ever been attacked by Bethany stands? Um, no. Tough and place I, to be. <laughs> you're like, I be. lived it. It's not as it's not like it used to be. I think like uh, probably five, six years ago, it, she had more stands. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get attacked by Bethany. Did you see yeah. that she already made a TikTok clapping back at the and just like that? Oh yeah, joke? yeah, yeah. So wait, this joke and, and just like that, they make fun of Bethany, which is so funny to me because it's like, who did she piss off over at in the whole writers' room? <laughs> and like everyone that that because something like that it goes through so many different people. So <gasps> and her show, The Big Shot, was on Max. Yeah, it's so <gasps> funny to me. She probably was so insufferable to work with, and they were all like, "Fuck her, let's let's make a dig." And the joke is that uh, was it the Hamptons or something like having to be Carrie's like place. I've always found a reason not to go to the Hamptons or like not to own a home in the Hamptons or something and then Seema's like was one of those reasons Bethany Frankel <gasps> it's so good and also it goes back to Sunny Hostin like live yes. next door to Bethany yes. in, the, in the Hamptons and Sunny's a host on The View and you can go look it up online Sunny's told the story like a million times about how she hates Bethany because <laughs> Bethany like yelled at her kid and somewhere or something that's scary yeah but so it's so funny I wonder if they like the writers saw that and they were like oh let's base it on the story or if they just genuinely like like other people have had experiences with her in the Hamptons or somebody in production really like I imagine there's also maybe a world where SJP doesn't care for Bethany because SJP and Andy are really close, close and Andy's really close with Bethany so there had to have been some knowledge of each other right yeah and so SJP sitting across from Seema as this line happens and like I need to know what SJP is thinking like, I, I need to know everybody's thought process behind this one Do you think Andy line. and Bethany are still close? I don't know. Bethany's always going to claim that they're close. Like, she's always going to claim that they're best friends and secretly text. Because I, I think really SJP know. and Andy are, like, actual, like, best yeah, friends. Yeah. Like, if Andy had to choose one of them in the divorce, he would choose. Okay, well, I, I think Bethany is generally insufferable. <laughs> I do think she's probably the type of person who is a delight to people who she sees as like more powerful. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Who would you rather be in a room with Che Diaz or Bethany? Oh my <laughs> God. We, I think I would go Che Diaz. Cause I think Che yeah. Diaz would be easier to like win over and like lol with. And I think Bethany would just like be mean to me right. and I'm non-confrontational. I would just burst into tears and like hyperventilate. Yeah. Kind of like how, when I interviewed Bethany and I got off the line. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's. Um, okay, so the sex, the sex, and the sex in the city. Mm-hmm. Do you did you like the sex? The first episode opened. That was another complaint about season one. Was like we're not getting a lot of sex stuff, right? Yeah. We had to deal with so much of the Big's death, and it was mm-hmm. really dramatic. Which, by the way, another thing that pissed me off was the music choices. One of the things I loved most about the first season was they used the score from the first movie, yeah. and I thought it was beautiful. And then they got rid of it this season, which I thought was weird. That is weird. It, we need a through line because it doesn't seem like there's any through line. At Wait, this what point. was my question though before that? What Other than Che Diaz. What, what did I just ask you about? You said, how do you feel about the sex? Oh yeah. So they opened the season with a bunch of sex. Everyone's having sex. Everyone was doing Except it. for Dr. Naya. Yeah. That was sad to me when Dr. Naya was like watching. Dr. Naya, she says she's watching Bridgerton knockoffs, which is like really depressing because Bridgerton itself is like extremely sexy, but a Bridgerton knockoff. No, thank you. What is it? Is there, does such a thing exist? I, I, if it does, I don't want to know what it is. You I don't just want watched it. Bridgerton, didn't you? Season you were texting two, me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, Danny, I need you to get on board. I know. I, speaking of music, I love the music from Bridgerton. It's like so the, pretty. Yeah. The way they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they added more sex, but I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, th- I don't know. I do I'm supposed think to know. This is my show. Sometimes I feel like I'm not like some like uptight like loser, but I will say it was just kind of like an abrasive way to open the season. It's just like everyone going to pound town all at once. Like it just mm-hmm. wasn't what I was expecting. Like everyone had like a sultry walk out of the bathroom or like the closet, and then it was like pound town USA. Right. And it's just not what I was expecting in like an establishing shop. But again, like uh, I'm not like. There's a, a weird thing now where it feels like everything is no one wants sex anymore. Mm. It feels like in, there everything is like so desexualized in a lot of ways that I feel like shows and movies and stuff they don't have a lot of titillating stuff. Well, anymore. and this is you know what I was just so bitching about with were, Bridgerton season two is like the sexual tension was so sexy and then the actual sex scenes were like pretty short and there are, I didn't think there was enough of uh-huh, them. Uh-huh. So it's like I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about because then here in Sex and the City we're getting all this sex and I'm like oh, it's kind of a lot for opening a season. So I don't really know what I'm talking about. Right. I think there's ways to do sex too where it's like you don't even sometimes you don't even have to show everything. Yes. And you, you can shoot it like I, um gosh, this is maybe a weird throwback, but uh, this movie, Jawbreaker, did you ever see this movie, Jawbreaker? It's from the 90s, and Darren Stein, who's a friend, he directed this movie and wrote it. And there's a scene with Rose McGowan and this hot guy, and she sort of like forces him to eat a popsicle. Like It's Mm -hmm. it's sort of a a metaphor for sucking dick or whatever, and he doesn't have a blouse on. Gorgeous (laughs) man. And for a lot of people my age or around my age, it was like kind of one of those sexual awakening moments, Right. right? But there's no nudity in that scene right. at all. But it's like the hottest scene. It's like so sexy, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of gay directors are able to do that well. And I know Michael Patrick King runs the show, but I, I would like it if they would kind of lean into that sometimes too and like show us some like really sexy, like get us going a little yes, bit. But it, give it doesn't us some have foreplay. to always be complete nudity. Although right. I'm fully supportive of that as well. Yeah. But more dick. For a show like, yeah, I love more dick. But for a show like this too, I think they can do tantalizing yes. in a way that would be fun if they leaned into that a little more, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they got such hot people on it. It's like buy us dinner first and then, you know, and, and, you know, then we'll take it to the bedroom. Right. Uh, okay. In the second episode, we find out this is shocking. Are you ready for this? Jay Diaz <laughs> is married. <laughs> what do you... To Oliver Hudson. <laughs> Oliver Hudson. One of the hottest people I've ever seen. Oh, really? You think? I mean, that was kind of an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. I just think the Hudson family in general is very attractive. Yeah. They're all like so likable. At like so every likeable. time, there's times where I'm like, ah, oh, is Kate Hudson annoying? And then I I listen to an interview or something. I'm like, no, she's just the most charming person on she the planet. She has the most infectious laugh. She's so charming. Don't yeah. you think sometimes, like when you're when she's not in front of you, do you ever feel this way? Like she's not in front of you in any way, but like you think, is she annoying? Yes. And then you realize like, actually she's not. No. Cause I think the thing is there are so many people on this planet trying to be what Kate Hudson naturally oh. is like free spirited, like loves to sing bohemian, sweet, has an adorable laugh, just like naturally gorgeous. I think there's so many people like in silver, like at this very moment trying extremely hard to be Kate Hudson. So you see someone who actually is that Kate Hudson and you're like, there's no way this is authentic, but it is. And wow. that's why you're like, wow, wow, she wins me over time and time again. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I just was listening to an interview where she was saying she's like coming out with an album. I'm like, I don't know that people are really going to listen to it, but you're so fucking charming that we're going to maybe have to give it a try. I wish she would come out with like a Christmas album. (gasps) Yes. That's what we need. I know. Get her on the line. I'm totally on board for anyone coming out with a Christmas album. Yeah. 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 Or just uh, share repurposed songs as a Christmas album. Like, give us Walking to Memphis as a Christmas song. Oh my God. Add some jingle bells bells in the background and call it good. Yeah. Figure it out. Um, So Oliver Hudson shows up and is married to Che Diaz, which is not something I saw coming. 
No. And he's living in L.A. And Miranda is completely thrown off because Miranda was doing some... She went to her AA meeting, mm-hmm. which I'm glad they didn't drop that storyline for the yeah. first season. Um, but so she went to AA in Los Angeles and then goes to do this environmentalist thing. And then she loses her phone in some seaweed. There's no worse feeling than losing your phone, much less in some seaweed. But there, here's the thing with some of it. It's like, I don't know. It's, it just... It doesn't feel like natural, some of the beats of what happens. Like, I didn't feel natural to me that she just, like, lost the phone in there. And then when everybody just, like, sprinted out after she lost her phone, I was like, well, you just lost your phone. Like, keep one of those people around and just say, hey, I'm so sorry I lost my phone, like, before you leave. Instead of having, like, everybody leave that you spent the whole fucking day with, yeah. you would have had, like, some working. She There was that one guy who was working at the beach who she had, like, a weird kind of rapport with, right? Yeah. She was like, oh, funny. And he's like, whatever. But you mean to tell me, like, there was no one else from that whole fucking beach day that you even had, like, a passing, like, moment with that when you lost your phone, you couldn't be like, hey, Sally, or whatever fuck. Yeah. Can you stick around for a minute? I'm so sorry. I know we just met like eight hours ago when we yeah. started cleaning up the beach together, but like maybe stick around instead. Like everybody just like sprinted off and then she has to go. She finds a hot, speaking of a hot guy, there was like a man without a blouse on and the, <laughs> by the truck in the beach parking lot. And she had to ask him for a phone, but it's like moments like that. where I'm like, that feels so weird and clunky. Like why didn't somebody right. else from the beach cleanup stay around? Like that kind of writing stuff. I'm like, what else? Yeah. And I don't know if it's because like, I don't know if it goes this deep, but like, are they trying to say that like LA people are just like kind of disconnected and do their own thing and none of them really cared, but it's true. There was this like mass exodus and clearly she was frantically looking for her phone. Also, I'm kind of like sick of this like trope of like Miranda, like being like the bumbling idiot, like in the cast where it's Mm. like, Oh my God, she can't figure out how to get out of the sensory deprivation tank. She's so clumsy. She loses her phone. She's always kind of like lost. And it's like, Oh, like frazzled. And it's like, can we just like give Miranda a little bit of dignity sometimes? Right. Right. And then she gets in the car with Lyle, Oliver Hudson, only to discover that Che Diaz is married. It's like, that sucks too. Right. The other weird thing about it is like, this season, at least the first couple of episodes, it feels more like Sex in the City than I think last season mm-hmm. did. But I also think the thing that we're picking up on is that the episodes are so much longer. And so they're sort of written more like Sex in the City, but we're not getting the voiceover and they're much longer. And so they're not as tight yes. episodes. And so I think that throws us all off. Yes, because it's almost like a hybrid of like the show and the movies. Yeah, yeah. And they're trying, yeah, they're kind of melding the two. I do really miss the voiceover. I do too. I miss her typing at her computer. I miss like that trope. And I sort of thought we were getting that trope because at the end of last season when she's like, and this is Sex in the City at the podcast, I thought, oh, perfect way to bring in the narration for next season because I think we did miss it. Because now it can be the podcast version. And then the podcast, which... Now we got to get into this. Oh my God. Hannah, like what the fuck was going on? So she's got this podcast called Sex in the City with the Hot Guy. It just started. Just started. And then it ends in episode two when Carrie decides she will not read an ad for some vaginal product. Been there. (laughs) Although (laughs) I read that. I'll read that. Um, But she refuses to read this one ad, effectively tanking a whole podcast company. Like what? That's Everyone's crazy. like packing up their desks, like leaving the office. They're like, we sold the office to somebody else. Like no one has a job now. And that gal from the Glee Project just yes. wheels on in. It's like, Carrie, you fucked it all up for us. We're closing down. And it was like, how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. And we're all watching this as audience being like, okay, well, like they're telling us that she didn't read this ad and got the whole fucking business shut down. And I'm sorry, like 
a woman with a podcast called Sex in the City doesn't want to read a podcast right. about a vaginal like product, right. a tampon, a suppository, something for vaginal health, a wipe. Also, like, how are we all? We're just expected to suspend disbelief that it's taken her so long to rewrite a copy for a 60 second ad. Like, let me tell you something as an expert in this, you can rewrite the thing in 30 seconds. Like, I get the ads, I do the ads here on everything iconic. And sometimes you, it'll say, like, put it in your own words or something like that. And you do it and it takes 60 seconds. So then, especially if you're a writer, it was a crazy, exactly. Like, you're a writer and it's taking you this long and you're like, going back and forth about like rewriting it with the new with Franklin or whatever. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And then it's taking you so long. And it's like, how long is it taking her? Because how did we go from you not doing this and the Glee project gal yelling at you to do it? And then she was in that show Glee project, by the way, if people don't understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Um, but then to, it takes forever to write it. Like how much time was in between you saying you won't read it and the whole company closing. And by the way, I just have to also add that like in terms of a company's bottom line, that one ad would not have made a difference. Tanked the whole company. Specifically because it wouldn't have done it instantly because the, the payout wouldn't have even happened for months. There's net 60, net 90, depending on what Good it point. is. So it's like, it's all such leaps of logic that we're supposed to make. And I'm just thinking, why don't we just clear that up a little bit? And the only person who seems rightfully as upset as they should be is the Glee Project gal. <laughs> She's the one who's like, what the fuck is going on, Carrie? Like, you fucked this for everyone. And everyone else is like, well, Fucking see ya. It's ad. been fun. Right. Yeah. Why isn't nobody saying, like, read the ad? Or read it. I mean, I guess they say, like, we'll figure out a new way to read it. But also, I thought all those staff on that podcast, and like, couldn't somebody have just said, oh, I'll rewrite it for you? Yeah. Right? I'm sure they have some intern that's like insanely good at writing and that they could have tapped if Carrie was too tied up. Or that woman who was so upset about it, who ran the whole company. Couldn't she have just been like, oh, I'm going to rewrite it for you. Like, even though I don't want to have to do this. At that point, I would just learn how to do Carrie's voice and be like, hi. So that's the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone else have somebody have that guy, the producer read it. Yeah. Because they're allowed to do that. Hey, I'm Carrie's producer. It's shocking. Like, and also how many listeners could it, there's no way that that show would have had many listeners anyway, because no. it just started. I don't think there's millions of people lining up to listen to Carrie Bradshaw's podcast. I'm sorry, I would, but in the world of Sex and the City, right. I don't think she's such a huge presence that she would have so many listeners off the bat. I mean, there's huge celebrities that launch podcasts now right. that don't do well. And so it's like there wouldn't have been bringing in that much money. So that one ad was probably only bringing in $10,000 or something like, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like nuts that we're expected to think. And then at the end of the episode, like, well, we're closing. Yeah. It's like, what? Everyone's packing up their stuff. (laughs) I feel nuts. And then Carrie and Franklin have like a nice, pleasant little, like, sort of pseudo breakup. And Carrie, it's so funny at the end, after the whole company closes, she's walking with him and she's like, well, I got more time on my hands. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't feel any remorse. You put all them people out of work. She doesn't care. She's like, and just like that, I freed up my whole week. And she's like <laughs> swinging her little purse. It's crazy. I was okay. like, wait, also, I like, I was also shocked that she was so, I don't know what this says about me, so quick to turn away from like Thursday night sex with Franklin. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. It's yeah. she's like, he's just too in love with me. It's like kind of annoying. I'm like, I wouldn't care if I were her. Right. It was also a leap in logic for him to be like, well, I want more. I know. I just didn't buy that. Yeah. He's like, I really want to date you or like hang out. I'm sorry. What straight guy says that? Yeah. And and a guy who looks like that. Are you kidding? Like he's probably, he probably has a different woman for every night of the week. 
Right. You know? And And he's like, Carrie, you are my favorite. And like, it's okay. You don't want to date me. It's fine. And she's like, right. I don't. She's like, I just want sex once a week. And he would really be like, okay, well then we have to end this because that's not working for me. I was like, I just don't buy that. I don't either. And he's so hot too. I'm like, why are we getting rid of the hot guy so quickly? I don't, maybe he'll still be around and stuff, but what are we doing? I know. I I really, that's the other, I think like my biggest issue is I feel like they're kind of like rushing through storylines like really quickly where it's like she had sex with this guy for like two episodes and they, they just started hitting it off at the end of the first season. Like I think like the finale was when they like kissed for the first time and now we're already, yeah. Now we're already just like done. Yeah. And we barely got to see him without a blouse. Maybe he'll come, maybe he'll still stick around a little bit or something. Maybe there will be like a love triangle. Like she'll get back with Aiden and then she'll realize she wants to be with him. And here's the thing I do love. I do want them like bringing in all sorts of dick. Like, because that's one of the things I like about the first one too, is that it's like every episode, that's how, what I was thinking about, like having parents storylines and Mm -hmm. siblings. Like that's what I would like, just have me for one episode with the mom or, or, Yes. You know, like we don't need the full season of it. And that I'm okay with the men kind of coming in that way too. And just being one episode here, one episode there. But I'm also going to complain about Franklin leaving because he's hot. He's really hot. You know what I would love? Sorry. Going back to like Charlotte's origin story. I would love a weekend where like Charlotte's like mother meets them in the Hamptons and she's like super like bent out of shape and stressed about seeing her mom and she needs everything to be perfect. Wait, Who would you cast as Charlotte's mom? Um, Sally field. Hmm. I don't know. Who would you cast? I think Sally could be great. Yeah. I mean, I like Sally feeling anything. I know. Put you her know. put her in is everything. Is she old enough? How old is Kristen Davis? Mm, probably They're... early 50s. We might be stretching oh, a see, little I bit. Thought, I was going to say early 60s there. Oh, Am right. I wrong? No, no yeah, you're... you're right. I think 50s. I'll look it up. Um, but yeah, I think Sally Field would be good. I mean, did you see that that gal from Shameless is playing Tom Holland's mother? <laughs> Oh my God, Emmy Rossum. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Emmy Rossum is like 35 years old and Tom Holland's like 25. Hannah, like I love that. I read an interview dead. of like one of them were defending it. They were like, oh, it makes sense in the storyline. No, it doesn't. It's like that time sort of recently or over the pandemic, Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried were playing love interests. Did you see mm, that? And mm-hmm. I'm like, what is happening? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the f- it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I feel like Amanda is like the same age as his daughter. Oh, Kristen Davis is 58. Okay. Yeah. They're all 58. Uh, Sarah Jessica's 58. Cynthia's 57. How old is Sally Kim, Field? Kim is 66. Kim Cattrall. Um, how old is Sally Field? Let's see. I Sally Field is so good in everything. She's so good. 80 I mean, for Brady. It's like discussing that she's just not. She's six, 76, so I don't know. Do the math. Uh, I'm no she's a little young, but they could age her but up I, like they did to Mandy Moore in This Is Us. You as know? we're saying, it's like pretty soon Mandy Moore is going to be playing like Seth Rogen's mom. Like that's what we're going to be getting. Like that's what's happening in the television landscape these days. Yeah, we're all just supposed to buy it. It's like, oh yeah, there's Mandy Moore. She's like, come here, honey, have some casserole. He's it's like, like, thanks, you- mama. I sort of like his new show. The do you watch it? Um, Platonic. Oh, Platonic. It's no, good. I want I'm to. Two episodes behind. It's on my. Do you list. watch the other two? I've watched it. I'm not caught up. It's my favorite fucking. It's very show. funny. Oh, I love it. If people aren't watching, it's also on Max. Uh, so good. Um, wait, what was I just going to say? I lost my train of thought. Uh, Mandy Moore playing Seth Rogen's mom. Sally Field oh, playing Charlotte's mom. They meet in the Hamptons, and Charlotte's. Um, this is us when they would age up. Mandy Moore. She looked exactly like Diane Keaton in Father of the Bride Part Two. She really did. And. Um, Watching Father of the Bride Part 2, I thought Diane Keaton, when I saw that movie as a kid, I thought she was 70 plus. Like, didn't she seem 70 Yes. And now come to find out, I rewatched it and it's like, oh, she's like 40. Yeah. It's like, why did they make her look that way? 
Same with like Golden Girls. Like those women were like 52. Right. It's shocking. And they make them look like they're like 85. I know. They're going to live in Moomoo's. Reboot Golden Girls with Manny Moore, Emmy Rossum, (laughs) Sydney Sweeney. Okay. (laughs) Now we're talking. They're just not. (laughs) (laughs) Who would be the fourth? Um, Zendaya. I was going to say Zendaya. Just Just put all the Euphoria girls in the Golden Girls. Mandy's the oldest. So they're like, you're the Sophia. She's Sophia. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, okay, so Charlotte in this second episode, she's in this thing with Real Deal. Now, I meant to look this up. Is Real Deal a real thing? Or- no, but the Real Real is. What is, what is the Real Real? The Real Real is like consignment. It's like, I think, I online consignment. Thing. Yeah, but it's like really bougie. It's like where oh. you take your designer stuff and they like, yeah, it's like a consignment oh, so site. So it's like Burlington Co. Factory. I'm sure. Yeah, it literally, it's TJ Maxx. <laughs> I have you ever used it before the service? I haven't, but my sister, shout out to Alex, loves the real real. It was bugging me when she, they were at that store because Charlotte is trying to get like Rock's dress back, mm-hmm. and Carrie picks up one boot, and I was getting so mad that she didn't just pick up the second boot. <laughs> and also that like the whole time when Charlotte's like walking around and trying to figure this out, I thought, why wouldn't Carrie just check out? Because She's got all that time waiting around because then when Charlotte was finally ready to leave and she's like, I'm giving up Carrie. Carrie's like, well, I got to go buy this. And I was like, Carrie, why didn't you buy it earlier? You've been wasting time. Been also, wasting her time. pigeon purse was shocking to me. Oh, where'd you land on it? Did you like it? No, I hated it. Yeah. It was a plastic pigeon. I don't like a real pigeon, so I'm not going to wear a plastic pigeon around and open its little like tummy and take out a piece of gum. Right. Forget it. It, it reminded me of like... My version of that would be like walking around with a Polly Pocket. <laughs> I would wear a Polly Pocket as a purse. I think that's chic. Yeah, yeah. I showed you. I texted you yesterday. I got yes. a vintage. I got vintage jewelry. Everyone. <gasps> I ordered some vintage jewelry, and I'm so excited to pass it down to my children. I hope yeah. they really like it. But it is a 1998 Rugrats Burger King watch, oh. and it's Angelica. Angelica Pickles from the Rugrats, but I did get it in the mail and I texted you. I got my vintage story. It's and beautiful. I keep making the joke. I'm like sex in the city. How they keep making the joke about Carrie's clothes in the oven. Mm-hmm. I keep making the joke to Matt. I'm like, I hope our kids appreciate this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I texted you the same joke and I'm like, I'm just really like leaning into this bit. It's great. But it's vintage jewelry. It's vintage jewelry and queen icon legend Angelica Pickles. I hope your children appreciate her the way that she deserves. And not to like go out, get too off track for us, but I did order a Power Rangers communicator watch mm-hmm. that I that was also planned to be vintage jewelry for me. And it was the McDonald's communicator one. Mm-hmm. And I loved the Power Ranger toys from McDonald's when I was a kid, like obsessed with the movie ones that they uh, had there. When Mighty Morphin came out. And I was so excited to get this watch because I thought, oh, that'd be like a kitschy, funny, fun thing, like in a high low, like wear it with something nice. Yeah. And kind of nostalgic. And I loved it, whatever. And I couldn't fit in it. Like it didn't fit around. It was like made for actual children. And I'm like, man, no. what the fuck? But the Rugrats one, sh- shockingly, are made for adults. Like <gasps> it's like a big ass. Band. Thank God. So if anyone's looking in the market for vintage jewelry. Oh my gosh, it's so on brand for you to wear like a nice button up with like an old Burger King Rugrats watch. Wait, while you're here. Okay, so you're in my office right now and I got yeah. all this junk in here, but do you see that Power Rangers sign in front of those books right yes, there? Yes, right next to your little power line. Okay, so it's like a, a room. It's called the Power Rangers Room Protector. And this was mine when I was a kid, but I <gasps> had my parents send it to me. Um, but it 
So when you walk in front of it, when you turn it on, it makes a sound. Can you go pick it up and we'll play it on here for listeners and I'll explain it. So it's a room protector. And when you walk past, it says, um, okay, let me turn it on. It makes the sound. Um, Let me try to figure this out. Okay. Amazing. Okay, so it says, uh, this room is protected by the Power Rangers. So I had my parents send this, and I did not tell Matt, and then I hid it in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and Hannah, I've never laughed harder. Like, Matt walked in the bathroom, and that just came on, because it's like motion or whatever. And so it just started yelling at Matt when he went in the bathroom, like, this room was protected by the Power Rangers, and he got scared, and it's the funniest thing to me. But I need to start hiding in more places. I can't believe it still works. (laughs) Barely. It's like made out of, um, um, it's made out of, I'm sorry, I hit it again. Let me turn it off. Go ahead. Stand back. This room is protected. I wish they made Sex in the City versions of that, like. Stand back. This room is protected by Che Diaz. I knew you were going to say that. That's what I was going to say. Che Diaz is here protecting Stand this back. room. Stand back. This room is protected by Tony Danza. Oh, my God. Hold me closer, Tony, Tony Danza. Danza. Also, the season opened still... with Hold Me Closer. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, it opened with Do you think Britney actually sang on that song, or do you think it was AI? I don't know. This AI stuff. There was just a new Marvel show, and the whole opening credits is like AI. Enough. See that? Enough. Like, it's like, what's real and what's not? Some people are alleging that this show was written by AI, and just like that. And it wouldn't be so... Honestly, so <laughs> no, that would actually explain a lot. Wait, going back to Tony Danza, would you fuck Tony Danza, present day? No. What, would you? Uh, no. Would you fuck Kevin Possibly. Klein? Possibly. What does Kevin Klein look like these days? Um, The last thing I saw him in was No Strings Attached, starring one Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman, and he looked pretty good in that. What about um Harrison Ford, present day? Like India, like current India, because he's in been in the press because he just did an Indiana Jones. I don't think so. Would you? I think I would. See, I think like I would probably have fun like flirting with him at a bar, but then when I think about the logistics of like he's taking off his blouse and we're like getting busy, I don't think I could do it. Right, right. I know, but I don't judge you. Yeah, I, he's pretty really hot. Really concerned about this. I'm glad I finally have an outlet. I've been really <laughs> concerned about him and Calista Flockhart because. He didn't used to work so much, and lately he's been working a lot. So true. And although she was just photographed with him on a red carpet for the new Indiana Jones, I'm just worried. I feel like he's working a lot, and he's like 80 plus now. Yeah. And I'm not saying somebody has to retire, or, you know, I'm always so worried about being ageist, and I'm happy that he's working. It's just he's working now more than he did in his 60s and 70s. Right. And it's like, to me, I'm like, well, what's going on here? Right? Yeah, Callista, what are you up to? Like he's doing that shrinking show. He's doing another Marvel movie. He's yeah. doing Indiana Jones. And he, it that seems is a like lot for constantly. an eighty something year old man. Yeah, a lot. And I just was reading something else he was just casting. I'm like, what's going on with him and Cliss? It's like you are literally the OG Han Solo. Like you should have a house in like Como and just like kick back and relax. Right. Or do like I understand like just doing Indiana Jones or something. Right. He's in that shrinking show and that's like must be long hours, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I get auditioned, it. My, I auditioned for that. And Michael you did? Yuri, Michael Yuri keeps getting these roles that I'm auditioning for. <laughs> Do you know who he is? Right, no, From Google. Ugly Betty. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. And a former Everything Iconic guest too. Um, but anyway, apparently he's my, uh, he's my competition. He's booking literally everything that I'm auditioning for. 
That is such a troll. He seems lovely, yeah, but whatever. it's still a troll. Yeah, whatever. Good thing I'm not, because here I am talking shit about Harrison Ford in that set. <laughs> Harrison Ford would kick my ass. But I would think I would fuck Harrison Ford, I believe. Maybe the reason you didn't book Shrinking is because you're destined to fuck Harrison Ford someday. Oh, okay. Matt would probably be like, yeah, it's a win. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think Matt would care if I was fucking Han. Is he Han Solo? Yeah. Matt's a huge Star Wars fan. That'd be a so huge win like, for both of you. Yeah, it would be such a win for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I, w- I think I would do it. He does look way older and shrinking. Do you think they aged him up, or do you think that's just... No, I think he's 80-plus years old. He has, like, sort of a surly demeanor um, that's I'm very cute. Very attracted to him in What Lies Beneath. <gasps> oh, my like, God. Like, that's, like, dad. He's, like, dad yeah. vibes, like, in a hot way. I love that movie. I don't think we talk about it enough. What's that What's that line from the movie? Like, uh I think she's starting to remember it was in every trailer. I think she's starting to suspect something. And then Harrison Ward's like, who? And she's like, your wife. Your and she wife. turns into like Leslie Bibb <laughs> <laughs> or she turns into like the other actress. Yes. Wait, is that, is it, uh, is Amber it Valletta? Oh, it might be. It might be Amber Valletta. I know. It's like Michelle Pfeiffer. And then at, when she's, she's like riding Harrison Ford and yes. it was in the trailer and every yes. commercial and she's riding him and you see it's Michelle Pfeiffer. And then I think she's starting to suspect something, but it's like a different voice. Do you remember the scene where she, um, it's she, like a Tennessee Williams play. Yes. She's starting to suspect something. <laughs> My friend Who? Joe and I love yeah, the part where she's in the, oh wait, sorry. What? I'm sorry. I'm just interrupting. No, I please just keep going. Keep repeating that commercial. Your wife. <laughs> Your wife. My life. <laughs> My friend Joe and I love the scene where she's Somebody in the rose garden. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Again. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Somebody needs to edit. I think I, when we get off here, I need to edit. Uh, Borat is that he? The into one who says my lies. life. Yes, yeah, okay. into the into what the lies trailer. beneath trailer. Yeah, okay, sorry. Go no, ahead. now I'm. It's over. You have the floor. No, the go. moment's fast. Go. No, you have to. My go friend back. Joe and I love the scene where she goes, "Don't you give me that shit? You killed your wife because she thinks it's the my neighbor life. who did it. My wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. She thinks I, lo- it's the I thought neighbor. that movie was like to me when I saw that movie in whatever year it came out. I was a, probably a teen. Yeah, like ninety eight like, or ninety nine. Was it? Yeah, whatever it came out. Maybe. I just no, I think it was like two thousand one or something. Oh, I could be wrong. It doesn't matter. But I remember seeing it and being like, "This is like peak art." Yeah. Like I was blown away by like the script and everything. And I rewatched it sort of recently, and it's like not great. It's elevated lifetime, is what yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Wait. So did we talk all about the real deal stuff with? Uh, uh, Carrie spends too much time with the boot. She should have been okay. efficient and bought it. Um, Charlotte doesn't end up getting it back cause it's in a warehouse. Oh yeah. Were we too mean on the show? Like just too mean just now? Yeah. Like the whole episode we've been recapping. This. <laughs> I don't, probably. You know, I just want to reiterate that I love watching it. Like it's so fun to dissect yeah. it and watch it, but it is nuts. Yeah. Right. I think surely they have to know that too. I don't think you're don't saying know. anything. No, I don't think thought. they do, Hannah. Because here's the thing: I've been watching all this press and with the cast members and interviews and all this stuff. And first of all, with the Che Diaz of it all, I feel like they are. And I know this is an overused term, but I feel like they are gaslighting us in a way and trying to make it seem like we're not accepting of Che Diaz because they're non-binary. And I just think that's you're that's not. It. No, like I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier, where it's like we were trained to like Miranda and Steve together, right? So no matter who it was, if it was a cis man, whoever, doesn't matter. I think we would hate them. They're at a disadvantage, yeah. And then you add on top of like the cringe dialogue and presenting any sort of comedian in a show is going to be an uphill battle too, because 
And no matter what show it is, if you present someone as being a really funny person who's given a whole fucking sitcom, mm-hmm. then they better be funny or else the audience can be like, well, how did they get a sitcom? How did this happen? You know, like yeah. they have to be really funny or it doesn't work. Totally. So it's like all these things on that. I don't think it has to do with her. Uh, Che Diaz being non-binary. And I also feel like, and again, this isn't Che Diaz's fault, but I feel like the Miranda that we know and love is like nowhere to be found. And I, I kind of Miranda. said that earlier, but it's just like, I, I don't even see like shades of the old Miranda, except right. for when she was like, you lose your power if you hook up with someone from work. But like, I want more like Miranda. Like we love Miranda. And I'm like, I don't know who this like unhinged person is who like blew up her whole life. I feel like they're, they're, doing the Miranda that was in the second movie. Yes. Where remember that Miranda was like trying to be funny and like leaning out the window of the car going, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Yahabi B or yeah. I'm thinking of Countess Luann. Um, who, what did she say? Yabba dabba do or whatever. She, she said, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I that was in the said. commercial too. She's like, yabby dabby do. Yeah. Uh, whatever. And it's like, that's the version they're going off of. And mm-hmm. I understand characters evolve and stuff like that, but I'm like, that's not, that doesn't even feel like Miranda. Yeah. Miranda. I'm excited for Steve. Miranda. 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 What are you doing here? (laughs) Mine's always sounds like Carol Channing. (laughs) Miranda. (laughs) Carol Channing. Miranda. Steve. (laughs) Miranda. I'm not moving out of the house. Miranda, I'm staying in the house. I'm staying here with Brady and there's nothing you can do about it. Miranda. Fuck you, Miranda. Oh, I I miss Carol Channing doing voiceover back in the day. I know. She's not with us, no. No, No, R.I.P. But I loved her. Sometimes I get confused by who's with us. And who's not. Because Rosie O'Donnell uploads old interviews to YouTube from her show. Mm -hmm. And every day she uploads a new one. And it's like my favorite part of the day. But then I think it's starting to trick me a little bit. And I'm like, oh, is this present day? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, time is weird. Yeah, time is tough. Yeah. Stuff, uh, Hannah. Any other thoughts about the season? Do you have any other notes that we did not get to uh, um, for these first two episodes of and just like that season two? Again, it's insane, and I love it, and yeah, also hate it sometimes. The last thing that I want to say is I really want to see Naya get dicked down by a oh, really yeah. hot man because I think her husband is being an idiot, and right. if I, if my husband was writing songs with some girl in a flat brim like hame hat late at night in a hotel room i would have a menti b that was shocking to me because just in present day i don't think people would, would you do that like in a hotel room no i mean we, after for real. everything we've all been through it's like you should know bare minimum that you shouldn't be like writing songs in a hotel room right? yeah and like i felt so bad for her when she was trying to facetime him and like her cute little like chemise thing and she was like hey like and she's kind of drunk and I'm like she's really doing her best to like keep the spark alive from afar and he's like fully turning her down and being like I can't talk right now I'm writing a song with Heidi in her stupid hat that's another like one of those examples where it's like what does it doesn't make any sense like he would just either hang up the phone if like somebody else was in the room wouldn't you just hang up the phone or not pick it up or not pick it up hey I'll call you later it's so weird that it was like he just stayed on the line for so long and that's when I those that's the kind of moment where I'm like what the fuck <laughs> like why didn't somebody say like it doesn't make sense that he's staying right. on FaceTime when he the minute he realizes she's trying to have FaceTime sex right get off the phone and I think they could still have all of like I still think everything that happened in that moment they could 
still get that point across without like keeping that phone call going on for so long. Because right. It's like this, it feels not like a human thing to do. Or like if I were her, even if I were hammered and I realized, Oh my God, he's not alone in his room. I'd be like, <gasps> and like hang right. up immediately. Or, and you could still have her see that other person right. and stuff. But that's when I feel like this show is written by AI. Cause I'm like, yeah. that's not like normal human it's behavior. It's not human behavior. Like yeah. Just slightly off. Yeah. It's like just a little <laughs> off where the audience might not even second think it yes like we would just be it's like, almost oh, yeah. like indiscernible i'm like why didn't anyone say like this doesn't make no fucking sense yeah <laughs> it doesn't and then she like ends up like i feel like having to apologize for being like okay yeah like i was kind of drunk last night i'm like you deserve like you didn't do anything wrong right he did something wrong having some girl in a hame hat in his hotel room late at night i like that she was going did she go to the bar alone yeah i like and that. that hot guy hit on her and she was like oh he like wants to like get chocolate cake with her and she's like i can't have dessert or something she like holds up her her engagement ring i've been craving that portillo's chicago oh my God. chocolate cake like the best chocolate cake in chicago if you you, want, you can order it online too. This yeah. is not an ad. Not an ad. Uh, I'll rewrite it like Carrie if it was an ad. But <laughs> yeah. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
Wait, the last thing I do want to say before we go, because we've been going forever, but I do like that last season, one of the also troubles was that we were all expecting, like, who's the next Samantha? So every Mm -hmm. time they were at, like, a brunch, we were expecting who's going to be their fourth. And what it seems like they're doing this season is just, now it's just rotating. We have all these cast members. And I think that was really smart and I think a great way to be like, oh, there's no one's replacing Samantha, but like, it's fun now to see different pairings and to see, yeah. like, let's see Anthony and Carrie and, uh, Naya and, um, Stanford or not, yeah. not Stanford. Um, you know, anyone just Lisa, Seema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see Brady over there with yeah. the, as the fourth. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. I like that. Hannah, this was so fun. This was so fun. You have to come back and do some more and just like that at some I point. I would be honored. I'd yeah. be happy to. Uh, it was a wild ride. And yeah. I want to thank everyone for listening. And we will be trying. I don't know how exactly the and just like that recaps are going to be coming out because I haven't figured out a schedule. I got to figure it all out. You're and, doing great. And you know, what? I'm doing my best. And I got some great interviews coming up. We're also covering Orange County. And I'm already getting overwhelmed with all of it. Mm-hmm. But we, I do love recapping and just like that because it's so fucking unhinged. So I'm going to be doing it, but I don't know if they'll be with Orange County or if they'll be separate or something. So just subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Click subscribe or follow to Everything Iconic. And you'll get all the updates there. And we'll check in as we check in. And it'll be some way. <laughs> and it'll be great. It'll be some way. Yeah. Hannah, where can people find you on social media? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. And thank you listeners for all the nice messages you send me every time I'm on Everything Iconic. It's really nice. Um, you, can, I, you don't ever get mean ones, right? I think no. The, are, are everything Iconic listeners are like really nice. No, they're so nice. They're like, oh my God, I loved you on the show. Like people are so fucking nice. Know, so thank y'all. Best. You can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter, Hannah A. Brown Zero on TikTok and check out my podcast that I co-host with my friend Tyler Meredith. It's a Gossip Girl recap podcast called You Know You Love Us. Yeah. You know you love us. Subscribe to that wherever you listen to your podcast. Yes. And it's you cover Gossip Girl, the original. Yes, the original. And we we did actually cover the reboot as well. Um, R.I.P. And then we we have we go on little pop culture tangents as well. Because, you know, Dan, we speak the same language. So you can anticipate that, too. Right. And just like that. Just like that. We've come to an end. I love you all so much for listening. Uh, thank you to ACAST and uh, go to everythingiconic.com for all those links. Love you all so much for listening and uh, goodbye. Bye.